props to Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, props to Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. All right, here we go. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 703 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a grow question. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to Roll This Nug. Let's send a big thank you. Shout out to Godfather Kush and All Mixed Up. I want to send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Noah N and Mr. Mean Green. Let's send a thank you shout out to Elders Garden and Growing Tennessee. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Jay Dutch and Big Sexy Dank. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to my buddy Justin Closser. Let's send a thank you shout out to Just a Smokin'. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, our friend Nomi by My Guacamole. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need should be right there on the screen. And of course, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. This is the part of the show where I ask you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's right. I'm trying to get to 10,000 YouTube subscribers. I'm very close. If you're watching on YouTube and you have not already subscribed to the show, please do click subscribe. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, wherever you might be listening, I do appreciate it. However, I would also appreciate it if you just simply give us the subscribe on YouTube. When you get a chance, watch the videos at home, watch on your phone, check out the YouTube video. I understand a lot of you are driving. A lot of you may be working. Maybe you don't have that YouTube premium. If you do have YouTube premium, you can lock up the phone, put the phone in your pocket. You can still play YouTube videos. What I'm trying to say is please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We're going to cut it very close. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed and who has pushed for subscribers. I do appreciate that. Big love, big up, Thank you. All right. Subscribe to the show. Support us on Patreon. That's all the rambling at the start of the show. Let's get into the email portion of this podcast. I do have a great question here right in front of me. It came from our friend, something different, and it goes a little bit just like this. It says, hey, Rasta Jeff, what's going on? I hope all is well. Everything is iry. Thank you for asking. I hope things are well in your life, your garden, uh, whatever you've got going on. I hope it is all well for you. I hope you had a good holiday. It goes on. It does say, 
quick breeding question. Those are some of my favorites. The question goes a little bit like this. It says, what is the difference between BX and F1, F2, etc.? What are the benefits of doing a BX? I don't know why, but I just can't grasp the concept of backcrossing. Uh, when he says BX in this, it does mean backcross. It can be indicated as BX or BC. Maybe I should touch on that. Uh, it says, I don't understand the concept of backcrossing. You have a way of explaining things for a broad audience, so I'm hoping you'd be able to help out, keep doing what you do, and to stay iry from some, how did you write that? Something different. Big shout out to our buddy, something different. Uh, thank you for noticing that I have a way of teaching that a lot of people can absorb the information. That means a lot to me. That's one of my main uh, focuses and goals. People say that I kind of ramble and uh, repeat myself, but I understand that people learn in different ways, and I want to make sure that everybody follows along. So thank you for noticing that. Now let's talk about this concept of a back cross. A good place to start is why would we want a back cross? What is the point? What's the purpose? Why are we doing this? Why would somebody want to make a back cross? That will help us understand why, and then that will also help me explain how and again why it happens. So let's talk a little bit about a back cross here. A very common and practical reason for making back crosses is maybe you've got a female plant that you want to put into seed form, but you do not have a male of that same plant. So you've got the female, you grow it, you know it's awesome. It makes amazing buds, amazing flowers. It's got all the qualities you would want. You wanna put that in seed form, but you don't have a male plant of the same plant. If we were going to use a different plant, that is not a back cross. We would be adulterating the original mix. You could make an S1. You could make a feminized plant out of this plant and not adulterate it. However, many growers, many people do not prefer feminized plants. Many people think there's something wrong with the fem seed. Uh, many people just don't like it. There's a lot of reasons why. A lot of it is myth and misconception and miseducation. That's not what we're here for today. But a lot of people don't want the fems. So instead of getting a feminized seed, our next solution is to create a back cross. A very good example that I can talk to you about back cross and use very well as a teaching guideline because I have done this is the golden goat back cross. Now let's talk a little bit about the golden goat back cross. I've been making golden goat feminized seeds for quite a while. They sell like hotcakes. Many people, however, have requested something different and they don't want the fems, but they do want the golden goat. That inspired me to make the golden goat back cross. How did I go about doing this? I've got the original golden goat female, so that's a good solid start. That's what we need to make a back cross. Golden goat is what is known as a clone only. The original breeder never put out seeds of the golden goat. So the only plant that is available from that batch of seeds is the one keeper clone of the golden goat. And that's what I have got. Now I want to make seeds of the golden goat. The first step is to find a male plant to pollinate that golden goat. I need to make some seeds to start with. Now, how do I do this? My approach was to find a male that was drastically different in all ways from the golden goat plant. So the golden goat had sharp, pointy, serrated, skinny leaves and grew kind of tall. Uh, it had, it's got a tall yet compact structure. I know that's kind of redundant, but when you see the plant and you grow it, you'll understand. Uh, it's a big plant, but it stays compact. It's stout. It can support itself. Uh, it's got a nice bud structure. So I know the shape of that plant very well. I know what I'm looking for. It's got the skinnier, longer leaves. I took another plant that was a male plant and it had gigantic, wide, fat leaves, and it grew real stretchy and real branchy. I was real OG Kush dominant. So I could see visually 
the complete differences in these plants. If you if you went in the grow room and pulled a leaf off of the golden goat and pulled a leaf off of the daybreaker anywhere in the room and brought them out, I could tell you that's daybreaker, that is golden goat. So I chose a daybreaker male that was vastly different from the golden goat in every way, shape, and form. I took that daybreaker male pollen. I applied that to the female golden goat plant. Now I've made uh, it is kind of an F1. It's more of a polyhybrid. In this case, we're just going to uh, say that that is an F1. That is what made Arise. So from that cross resulted the Arise F1. Arise is a golden goat female pollinated by the daybreaker male. I found a male plant out of there that is not King Solomon. It is a different male. I found a male plant out of there that very closely mirrors the original golden goat plant. So I took a male plant that is not golden goat pollinated the original golden goat. I grew those seeds. I found a male that looks identical, if not a twin, if not a mirror of the original golden goat female. So now I've got a male that looks just like my golden goat. I'm now going to use that male to pollinate my golden goat female. That is now my original back cross one. Why is it a back cross? Because I took that plant and I pollinated something with it and I created seeds. Then I took that seed and put it back on the mom. We have back crossed it to the mom. What I'm trying to do here, think about it like ingredients. You've got, uh, let's think of it as a dollar bill. When I started with this dollar bill, I tore it in half and I had 50 cents that were daybreaker and 50 cents that were golden goat. So now that is 50 cents golden goat, 50 cents daybreaker. But now I'm going to put that back onto the original golden goat. So now I've got uh, let's say probably 75%, right? We're going to put more golden goat. We got to take out a quarter out of my dollar, put more of the golden goat back in there. We've got 75% golden goat traits in that first run of the back cross. This is what we're going to call back cross one. Um, it is labeled BX1. My friend Pete's head just exploded. It should be labeled BC1. We're saying back cross. You don't spell cross with an X. I got the back cross because when we list genetics, we like to put that X in there. Somehow it became a multiplication table, uh, but we like to put that X in there. So we're just saying, uh, we all often say like uh, golden goat cross to daybreaker. So we're just saying back cross is what the X represents, BX, back cross. So I think I explained that generally how the back cross one would happen. You find a male plant that is vastly different from your female plant. Pollinate. Then you will make seeds. From those seeds, find a male plant. Take the pollen from that male plant and put it back on the original mommy plant. If you did this correctly, at least 75% of your progeny should look very similar to the original golden goat. Now, our next step is to take those seeds. We've now taken, uh, so you took your daybreaker, pollinated golden goat. You made seeds. You found a male that looks just like golden goat. I went so far as to pull the leaves off of each plant and rest them up to on top of each other and count the serrations of the leaves. I was rubbing the stems and smelling this hand I was touching the female plant, this hand I was touching the male plants and smelling for golden goat traits. I found a mirror of the golden goat. So I took that pollen, pollinated the golden goat. That made the first round of back cross seeds. From those seeds, I will find another male that looks just like the golden goat again and put it back on that original golden goat mommy. Now, at this point, we're just trying to wash out the daybreaker traits and solidify that golden goat trait. Every time I do the back cross, if I select my new male plants uh, correctly, we will get closer and closer to stabilizing that golden goat trait. It will be all golden goat the more we do it if 
we do it correctly. It's all about selecting that male properly. We know that the female golden goat is exactly what we want. We introduced the daybreaker on the first run. Now we're trying to wash the daybreaker out in all of the subsequent breeding crosses. The first one is BX1. The second one is going to be BX2 and so forth. Every time, so you're going to take the male plant, pollinate, make seeds. Then you're going to take the seed and put it back to the mom. Then make more seeds and then put that seed back to the mom and that seed back to the mom. Every time you do it, the back cross number just goes up. By the time you get to the third, fourth, at least, hopefully by the fifth back cross, they should be quite stable. Now let's talk a little bit about the word stable. I see a lot of people misusing the word stable and stability when it comes to cannabis, uh, when it comes to breeding plants at all. Stability doesn't necessarily mean that the plants have intersex traits. Uh, stability means that you're going to see uniformity, uniformity amongst a population. Uh, if we plant 100 seeds, stability means that 100 of them are going to look quite similar. <clears throat> Excuse me for the throat drag there. If we plant 100 seeds, at least 75 to 80 to 90 percent of them, depending on which filial generation we are in, should look similar. That's what we're talking about when it comes to stability. I see people say it hermed because it wasn't stable. No, it was an intersex plant. It had nothing to do with stability. Uh, it was intersex. And that intersex trait could be stabilized. You could make that a trait that pops up if you want. You wouldn't want to do that. But we are using the word stable and stability quite wrong oftentimes in the cannabis industry. Just trying to drop a little knowledge nugget there. Uh, I think I explained backcross. The purpose for backcross is we want to make seeds of a plant which we don't have a male of. So if you were to pollinate the golden goat with the daybreaker, that is not golden goat. That is golden goat to daybreaker. So now we're going to find a seed of that that looks like golden goat. Hit that to the golden goat again. That's going to give us more seeds. We're going to find one that looks like golden goat. Hit that golden goat again. You can go as long as you want until those plants look just like golden goat. You don't have to stop. It could be a lifelong project. Keep going forever. That is basically how the back cross happens. Part of this question was, uh, what's the difference between an F1 and an F2 and a back cross? An F1 is if we were to use um, two heterozygous plants, so golden goat and daybreaker, when we cross those, that brand new cross, that thing that's never been made before from two very different parents, that is an F1. The first time we make that, that's an F1. If we take, uh, so we made that F1, then we find a male and a female from that seed batch and cross those, that is when we make an F2. Then we find a male and a female from that seed batch and make F3. So if they're brothers and sisters and you're crossing them, you are making a filial generation. That is acceptable with plants. Don't do that in your house. Um, where was I? I was talking about the golden goat and trying not to adulterate the golden goat. If we pollinate the golden goat with the daybreaker, now we have adulterated it. Now we've got to back cross it to itself again multiple times to wash out that daybreaker trait. We're just trying to get rid of all the traits, all the signs that daybreaker was in there. Then we've got as close to golden goat as we can get uh, without selfing it without having a male to replicate it to make the F2 or a further generation. Um, there are other ways to do it. There's another reason why this is viable. Sometimes you'll find a seed in a bag of weed and people always hope that it's female. Sometimes if I find a seed in a bag of weed, I hope that fucker's a male. I can do a lot more things with a male than I can a female. I can only do one thing with a female. It can basically get pollinated by some boys. I can pollinate a bunch of females if I find a boy and I can see what that male does. Uh, maybe we can create some new shit. Anyway, I am rambling. Um, I think I've explained F1 a little bit. I've explained F2 a little bit. I feel like I definitely explained back cross. Let me check my notes, see if I have anything else left here. 
two heterozygous parents make an F1. Um, those are called P1s. Parents are P1. Uh, you cross your F1s to make your F2s. Uh, you can take a plant and create back crosses. All right, I think I've made enough uh, rambling at the end of this show. This is going to be a quick episode. Again, we're right at the Christmas taint, uh, the Christmas New Year's taint. It taint Christmas. It taint New Year's. Uh, it's time to settle in for the new year. This is going to be a quick show. Hope everybody enjoyed this one. I hope you learned something. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I hope everybody has a safe, happy new year. I will see you in 2022. Set some goals. Crush those goals. Um, that's really all I've got for you. Thank you, guys. It's been a fun year. Thanks for the Patreon contributions. Thank you for, I feel like the podcast is successful. I feel like the seed brand is successful and I could not have done it without you. So I owe you a big thank you and a big happy new year. I'm going to quit rambling. I'll see you in 2022. Uh, make sure you hit me with questions, corrections, comments, and concerns. The email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. Anything else you can find on the website, iregenetics.com. All right, that's all I've got for you. I'll check you in a couple of days. I want to give a big shout out to my friend, a friend with weed. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.